Hey everyone, welcome back to Minding Her Magic with Holly and Leah. So glad to be back and chatting with you all. So last week, uh, you know, Holly and I were traveling for some vacation and then previously we had Mother's Day. But this episode, we are going to be focusing on the theme of mental health. Uh, earlier this month, we talked about how this month is mental health awareness and what it means to us. And staying on topic for that theme, we're going to dive a little bit deeper uh, around cognitive health. Uh, I know for some people, you're like, cognitive health? What does that mean? Uh, so according to Great Lakes Psychology Group, mental health can be broken down further into three major components, cognitive health, emotional health, and behavioral health. And each of these components interacts with and influences the others as they're all just imperative to our well-being. So previously, Holly and I talked about emotional health so and how we're able to accept and manage our emotions and just cope with challenges throughout life. But this week, we're going to talk a little bit more, like I said, about cognitive health. So how social media may be impacting your mind, as well as brain fog. Uh, you know, any experiences with interacting with people that may have uh, dementia or Alzheimer's and just kind of diving into that. Um, so a little bit of an interesting topic, but uh, Holly and I are excited to dive right in. That being said, Holly, question of the hour going right into cognitive health, knowing that social media is really crucial. I feel like everyone's on it all the time. Curious to get your thoughts. How much social media do you use a day? And do you feel like it impacts like your overall brain and just like cognitive health? Yeah. Um, I try not be on social media too much. Um, I noticed like probably six months ago that I was spending a lot of time on it. And I found myself comparing to other people's like highlight reel, if you will, rather than like their real life. Um, and that's just not healthy. Um, so I have that app and I think everybody does. It has an iPhone that says you spent this much, you had this much screen time. And I try and make it like go down every week. Um, if it goes up ever, I look at like why and what apps did I stay on? Was it because I you know, like, for instance, I went to California with my brother and nephews, and um, my nephew was on my phone playing games. So is my screen time going to be up? And is that why? Like, just being aware of why my screen time would be up if it does go up. Um, So I would say in a day, geez, I try to do no more than five hours and that sounds like a lot saying it out loud <laughs> but um where i'm in front of the screen all day anyways for work after work i'm doing a lot of things like working out making food getting ready you know for bed or for the next day or going on a walk or whatnot so i try and minimize it <clears throat> as much as possible um but yeah. <laughs> also, everyone, sorry, I am so sick. So if I sound weird or I cough, that is why. Um, or if I sniff, super annoying, I know. But 
bear with me because it's miserable. Um, but Leah, curious how much you spend on social media and if you've noticed, like, as you, if you start taking more time away, do you feel yourself being more productive? Like all of those things. Cause that's how I feel. I feel like if I'm not spending so much time on social media, I am being way more productive with my life. Yeah. Well, one, obviously Holly feel better. We talked a little bit about this before, so we're all hoping Holly feels better. And then to answer your question on how much time. So I'm a little guilty, similar situation. I feel that the app on my phone, I put a time limit on all my social media apps. Uh, I don't always exceed the time limit, but I say I feel like I spend at least like five or six hours on social media a day. Uh, I felt when I was looking at social media, to your point, it wasn't so much like of a highlight reel. But I also had a little bit of FOMO. I mentioned this a little bit before, and Holly and I have talked about this before, is I used to drink. I don't drink anymore. So I think for me, sometimes when I would see people like on social media doing things and being out, I missed it. I would be like, oh, like I wish I could be there. You know, that would be so much fun. I'm missing out on this because, you know, either I'm choosing not to drink or live a certain life anymore and then I think for me over the pandemic I started to cleanse out a lot of my social media so either I don't always necessarily unfollow people because I feel bad I don't know why I feel bad I shouldn't but I will hide certain people's like content so I don't see it anymore and so I feel like a lot of the stuff that I follow on social media now is more about like mental health and your brain health I follow this one person who's like a brain doctor, as well as people who do a lot of like affirmations. Um, So I would say my thing wasn't so much about comparison. Yeah, it's like partially that, but it was more about like FOMO. Uh, And then sometimes I would feel like really stressed too with social media. I, I think we're all aware of, you know, the previous like political situation, even some of the political situations that go on right now. And yes, I think it's important to be aware and to understand the information that is out there. But at the same time, for me, and I'm just speaking for me, and Holly would love your thoughts on this too, is I can't have those things impact my overall like mental health. You know, like I can be aware of it, but some of those things really do impact how I feel and how I just like function. And definitely does cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. So I have to limit what I expose myself to on social media because I feel like the 2020 election, elections even before then or things outside of that would yeah, really give me like heart palpitations at night where I'm just like, I need to take the double dose of melatonin to fall asleep. Uh yeah, Holly, I don't know if, like, you experience that, too, where, like, sometimes social media can, like, stress you out. Um, Honestly, like, I haven't got into that side of things, like, um, fortunate enough to not really engage with stuff like that. So it's not on my, in my algorithm. Um, Most of the time when I get an update about, like, news or political stuff, it's from Peyton. 
he's like, did you hear about this? Did you see this? And I'm like, no, I, I had no idea that that happened. Like what, <laughs> you know? So, um, does social media stuff stress me out? Yeah. Um, it's other things though that, you know, that bullying and stuff like that. Cause unfortunately, even though I'm 33 years old, I've still experienced bullies, which is crazy. So I try to stay far, far away from the news, from all of that stuff, just because I know it would add to my plate. Um, and even like TV, I try not to watch the news um, just because media is toxic, just like social media can be toxic. So, but totally get it. I know a lot of people that let like the political side of social media overrun their lives and stresses them out and causes health issues. And it's just like, man, it's, you know, like we shouldn't be happening. I wish social media was a, was a healthier place and people could go and it could be safe, but we got keyboard warriors and we got people that think they know everything. And it's just like a mess. So, um, yes, social media stresses me out, but for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm glad you highlighted too, just how there are people that are just like negatively impacted and by social media in general throughout just the research Holly and I did for this podcast, we saw a lot how um, social media, like not just social media, yeah, using social media pretty often can impact your mood um, as well as like create that FOMO and kind of like worsen things. So that definitely plays into the whole like cognitive health. That being said, we looked at this initial screening based on the Psychology Congress Network So I'm going to ask Holly a few questions with the screening. Um, And you can always ask yourself these questions as well to see how your cognitive health is, um, because that is really crucial. So Holly, first question for you. Do you find yourself having difficulties with forgetfulness and memory? Honestly? No. Um, Yes and no. I think when I forget something, it doesn't have to do with me, with social media side of things, but more so. And I guess that that's not really part of the question, but so I guess that, yes, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm putting too much on my plate and I don't put like do an actual to-do list with every single thing on there, then yes, I can forget. And that's my own issue of not saying no to things, uh, which I feel like I've been better at. Um, but in general, I feel like I'm pretty good at remembering things. Um, I try really hard to, uh, remember things that people say. Um, I know you're really good at that too, Leah, um, like writing things down. That's something that I do admire about Leah. I'll tell her that I like something because she's like, I know she's writing down because I can see that she's like writing. Um, so I you know, remembering people's birthdays or remembering, it's always important to me, remembering just little things about them. Um, so I would say, no, I don't really struggle with forgetfulness, to be honest. No, I mean, that's, that's good. That's okay. Um, for reference for y'all, the reason for asking these questions too, and asking yourself these questions is if you do struggle with any of the things that Holly and I are kind of chatting about, it's really important to either like talk to a doctor about or do more research because these can lead to 
additional things down the road. So that's fine if you don't struggle. No shame in that. Uh, good question. Do you find yourself losing track of conversations and have trouble focus when you're reading? Yes. That's a big reason why I don't read, actually, is because I have such a hard time just staying concentrated on it because I am like, what can I be doing instead of sitting here reading this book? Well, that is probably because I just haven't found that niche to read um, like a lot of people have. I just, I'm more of a podcast listener, um, to be honest. I can put my, you know, an Audible, I do use Audible, but I can put my headphones in and I can multitask. I'm a big multitasker. Um, and when I do sit down to read a book, I find like self-help books being ones that I can actually concentrate on because they, the ones that I read usually have like bullets in them. I love bullets and I love highlighting. And it helps me remember things. Um, but if I'm reading down, like sitting down to read a novel, I do have a hard time sitting and concentrating. And I think it might be a little bit of, ADHD, ADD. <laughs> um, I have like uh, talked to my doctor about that, but um, not. I haven't been diagnosed with that or anything. Uh, I I also just think it's because I'm a go. I'm a go 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 person. I have a really hard time sitting down and relaxing. Hence why I'm super sick and I don't take work off. It just like I can't. <laughs> like I work from home, so it's like I can be sick and still work. Um, so, I don't know. Is that like a bad thing if you can't sit and like sit down and concentrate on a book? Like in your research, did you, did they say that that was like a sign of like not having a healthy cognitive brain? No, like, I think, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think to your point with like, monitoring your cognitive health, sometimes certain behaviors or things can kind of lead or indicate, I don't want to say lead, to maybe potentially having, to your point, like ADHD or having issues with just like concentrating on things. I don't think it's a bad thing, especially since you already brought it up to your doctor and you asked about whether or not you had it and you had that conversation. I think for some people, if you find it to be I don't want to say debilitating, but impacting like your every day to day where for work in particular, you're like, oh, I, this is like hard or, you know, like this is impacting me. I do think it's a question worth asking because even when you bring up ADHD, I had a friend recently actually told me that he was diagnosed with ADHD in his thirties um, and didn't realize he even had it because for him, he had trouble like concentrating. And for him, like school was like really difficult growing up. And he didn't think it was related to ADHD. But after some testing, he found that out. And sometimes I even wonder if I should get tested for it, just because ADHD in women look really different than it does in men. Um, so yeah, like to your point, I don't think it's the worst thing. But I think it's still worth people bringing things like this up to their doctors. See, and I would push back like hard because I don't think it's a bad thing if you can't concentrate while reading a book or I think everybody's brain's so different and like hearing that makes me feel like something's wrong with me. And so, and I, you know what I mean? And so 
just because you can't like sit down and concentrate on reading a book does not mean anything's wrong with your cognitive ability. Like I, yeah, I would push back very heavily on that because I don't want people just to like jump up and like, I need to go see if I have ADD or ADHD. Like they're probably going to tell you yes, because the pharmaceutical companies want your money and they want to put you on Adderall, but like, you know, that's a whole other topic. Um, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I, mean, I I hear you and I understand. I think because my mom is a social worker in a school and a lot of people do push back with their children in terms of being diagnosed with certain things. I always have learned from my mom it's something that's like an addition to, like it's an additive. It's not something that necessarily is a bad thing it's something that can help you rather than hurt you when it comes to like medicine or like if you do have a diagnosis and like you may have not been aware listen holly and i are not you know clinical professionals we're not doctors so if you have concerns definitely address those with with the people that are needed i would say also too when holly talks about you know prescriptions and people and doctors giving you medicine i think for me and maybe this is a topic we can chat about in future podcasts is I am a little bit more like holistic and trying to solve the problem through like medicine, uh, not medicine, like vitamins or foods, like what you eat. Um, I'm really a big component on how you eat can impact your cognitive health as well. I know people don't always want to hear that, but that's how I feel. I also am a big um, believer in just like, like I said, vitamins, what you eat. What else am I a big believer in? Acupuncture. Some like Eastern practices as well. So to each their own, you know, I think this is just a good way for people to ask themselves questions that maybe they haven't asked before, but never feel shame if like you fall into any of these categories. Um, last question for you, Holly. Do you find yourself do you find yourself having trouble making even simple decisions? And I guess we can say simple decisions can be something as I'm eating a bowl of rice. Should I use a fork or a spoon? You know, like something simple. Like yeah, that. no, no. <laughs> I am pretty like assertive and say how it is. And um, I know what I want and I do it. And, and that's that. <laughs> I will say like, if Peyton asked me what I want to eat, I'm like, well, what do you want to eat? <laughs> like we got, we have that type of decision making is a whole other thing. But like for myself, I'm like, oh, I'm going to use a spoon for my bowl of cereal. I'm going to use this gray bowl for my bowl of cereal. That's an easy decision. I love that. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm the same way when it comes to food. I feel like Nick always asks me what I want to eat and I never know. Uh, but yeah, I think those are just like the, the base level, simple questions to ask. I know some people, you know, if you're asking yourself those questions and as Holly and I continuously mention, you find yourself feeling bad or you're like, oh, I don't like the way that maybe I don't remember or I have this issue. Like that's okay too. I learned this about myself over the more recent years. If I need help, I need to ask people. You know, some things that I grew up with as uh, 
just based on my culture, being a Black woman, I love my family. But I think some of the mentalities that we grew up with, you know, weren't the best. Like, it's like, oh, I'm experiencing these issues with forgetfulness. And my family would be like, that's normal. We all have those issues. And it's like, no, we don't. You know, like, <laughs> um, and it's okay if, you know, you do experience any of these things. The whole point of like monitoring your brain health and seeing how you feel, whether you're dealing with like brain fog, whether you're using social media too much, um, whether, you know, you are very forgetful is just to be aware of it. Because I feel like awareness just brings knowledge. Well, and I think too, it's like, we've experienced so much in our generation, like any, everything from like terrorist attacks to COVID to, you know, lots of different things, uh, the economy crashing and whatnot our brains are going to be kind of fucked up <laughs> and that's okay. Like, no, I don't think anybody really has like a perfect cognitive, like healthy cognitive we've experienced and everybody has trauma and that can affect all of these things. Um, I, I just think it's important to like, to emphasize that, that like, cause I would never want somebody to feel like, Oh my gosh, something's wrong with me because I can't concentrate on a book or, you know, I don't remember my grandma's birthday so i must have low cognitive ability no give a give yourself some grace like that's what we have to remember is these questions are just like basic things to ask yourself if you are struggling with any of these what are ways you can try and improve it is it taking a step away from social media is it adding fruits and veggies to your diet is it getting more sleep is something just simple as that is it going outside and getting some fresh air? Is it going on a walk? Like that is, I think is important to remember is we want to show that there are different ways other than social media to expand your brain and help your brain feel healthy and you feel healthy. Um, yeah, there's so much that goes on cognitively we don't even know about. So <laughs> like how much of the brain do we use? I can't remember the exact percentage, but it's not a big portion. Yeah, that's a really good point. There's this uh doctor that I follow on that I that I've seen and heard on different podcasts as well, and he actually will scan your brain to see like how you know, just like trauma has impacted your, you know, cognitive health, how your life experiences may have impacted you as well. Um, and also just want to reiterate, like cognitive health means the ability to think clearly, learn and remember. And to Holly's point, we've experienced a lot in our lifetime. So if you can't always think clearly or don't always remember, that is totally okay too. I'm really big on doing certain things to like help my memory and like really lean into that holly mentioned before i'm really big at writing things down but i also write things down what she didn't say is i write things down three times i am grateful that at least to my knowledge um like alzheimer's dementia doesn't run in my family but i do know of different people whether it's friends or people that i'm related to like not my family, but you guys get what I'm saying without outing people's information um, that 
experienced Alzheimer's and not saying I know what happened or not happened, but I'm just really big on like improving my memory. So if I write things down three times, I uh, do like a lot of Sudoku, Sudoku puzzles as well. I will actually, I really do like doing puzzles. I try to get into puzzles a lot. I previously used to play chess, wasn't good, but still would try to play it. But just trying to find like little exercises where I can like test out my memory. Uh, that way, if like, I, I can just work to improve it. I'm also a really avid reader. I have like a book goal of like 40 books this year. So just like doing things like that. And I feel like Holly, you do things to help improve your memory as well. Yeah. And also, I mean, thinking about like the left and the right side of the brain and how different they are and how some people use their right brain more than their left brain and like how the right, if I remember right, is more of like the artsy side and the left is more of like the factual side. And, you know, thinking about that, how we're all different, like I, I use a lot of my right side and as far as like, I love crafts. I love doing crafts. It's a great way for me to decompress you know, learn new things and try new things and all of that stuff. But then like work helps me use my left side of my brain. Um, and I, I know people that are very right mind, like right sided. Um, and they're successful in what they do because they found a hobby and turned it into a career or something like that. Photographers and my brother who works with still, but he's just so like fancy with it. And so his imagination is awesome. Um, it turns it into like these great pieces of work, whether it's a railing or a custom gate or something like that. It's just really cool. Like the brain is just so wild. Um, but yes, I, again, like I said, I'm not a big reader. Um, I journal, I do like journaling. Uh, I love taking handwritten notes, how I function. The computer's great. I use a couple of different apps for note taking, but at the end of the day, like old school paper and pen is what I love. Um, uh, I, you know, walking really helps me clear my head. It's, you know, a great way to think about different things. You're not in front of your computer. I don't usually have my phone on me. Um, sometimes I will listen to a podcast while I'm walking. You know, when Peyton goes and walks by himself, he's like, wow. He's like, yeah, like really, you really do is just start thinking about things and like ideas start happening. And so, um, got off on a tangent there, but I just, I think there's, we could have a full three hour conversation on the brain. I think, um, I find it so interesting and it's something like when I was getting my degree and getting a minor in psychology that, I found so interesting and I wish I would have went a little bit further in school digging into like the neurological side of things and the cognitive side of things just because there's so much to learn and understand and who what makes us who we are what happens in the brain to make us who we are and the individual we are is really cool I agree I I think the brain there's just so many aspects of it that we don't know about, but learning more about it and even doing research for our podcasts in terms of what you can do to improve your cognitive health. Because you bring up a really good point too, is that 
a lot of times when you think the brain, you're like, oh, okay, I can do these brain exercises. I can write things down, like what else? But, you know, physical activity is really crucial. So getting outside is helping your mind, like staying active helps your mind. Uh, Being able to like find ways to manage your stress and eating healthy foods, kind of what we talked about. But yeah, I agree. We can talk about these things forever, but one of the things that caught me my attention when you were talking before was talking a little bit about brain fog like we kind of highlighted just the fact that like we've experienced a lot of things in our generation you know 9-11 you know economic recession several times um covid you know a lot of different things and just to be clear like what brain fog is you know it just can it happens where, you know, you feel, start to feel get a little bit like forgetful and um, have a lack of focus and mental clarity. I know I've experienced brain fog before, especially to Holly's point earlier when she was talking about being burnt out and stressed. I've been feeling really burnt out through work. Holly, if you guys don't know already, we work together. <laughs> it could be a very stressful time. If you were in sales, if you know, you know. Um, it can be just like very stressful. And so I experienced brain fog too, where sometimes Holly and I could be having a conversation. I'm like, oh my, I have no idea what she just said. Or we could be talking to clients and I just, I'm like, can you repeat what you said? (laughs) Um, And I, you know, it's something that I'm definitely working on. I, this is not a plug. They're not paying me for what I'm about to say, but I do use this vitamin from love wellness it's low bosworth from laguna beach called brain fog comes in this little purple bottle uh so when i am experiencing brain fog i take like one of her supplements to kind of help with my concentration um and just help me like start thinking clearly i also do try to like get outside um holly i know like to help you i feel like at one, do you experience brain fog? I don't want to put that on you. And then two, I guess to think clearly, I feel like your big thing is like taking a walk, right? But is there, and I know you said journaling too. Yeah, um, I do experience brain, fro- brain fog um, more than I would like to admit. And that's just because I don't rest. I don't take a break. I don't, you know, just take it t- like take time to breathe. Um. I had all last week off and I can't remember the last time I took a week off years, years ago. Um, and that's when I really was like, wow, I was experiencing brain, brain fog in the last, the last couple of weeks at work um, and just in life in general, just because I was so, so much going on that I, I feel like my body was shutting down. <clears throat> um, so I think like what I'm learning is that taking time for yourself. Um, it's not, you don't have to take a week off of work. I know some of us don't get that privilege, but it is, it's going on a walk, t- taking walks. Like after a long day, both Leah and I, we communicate and we're like, I just need to step away. And it's like, go for a walk. It's go sit, go sit outside. Hopefully it's warm enough where you can get some vitamin D. Um, the, uh, another thing I'll do in the winter, the winters are really hard here sometimes. I'll go tanning. Just to get that warmth on my body of like, you know, five minutes of just some of that. It's like serotonin, really. Like, and I actually have heard people say that therapists will prescribe tanning to people who 
suffer with depression just because it does it does release it kind of releases the same thing that happens when you get vitamin D. So um, I'll do that too in the winter when I'm feeling very foggy and down, uh, just to give me a little boost. Um, but I will I'm really learning that if I don't take care of my mental health, physical, mental, emotional, cognitive, whatever, uh, everything I'm working for now isn't going to matter because I'm not going to be able to enjoy it. Um, my grandma suffers from dementia and that's really like opened my eyes to like, she worked for herself for years, raising three kids by herself. And I, I want to say sometimes feel like that. But I don't know much about dementia. I don't know if it's genetic. I don't know if you can just develop it. Um, but I feel like she worked herself so much that she didn't take care of her mental health, her cognitive help. Um, and that's been really hard to see and how fast it progresses. Um, it's really sad. And that's opened my eyes to what I need to do for myself too. Hopefully, hopefully prevent that from happening to me. It is like a sad disease. It is a sad disease, and also sorry that your family and you have to experience that and just like watch it. I do have a friend that has a grandma with that same similar situation, and it's that when I hear stories that you know her grandma doesn't always remember her or will like act out, it's really just like heartbreaking. I haven't experienced a person that I know like with dementia directly. I just experienced Alzheimer's, uh, which is also another sad disease. I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's it's hard when you're talking to someone and um, they like go on a loop in terms of like a story or, you know, like they don't really remember you. It's, it's just really heartbreaking. And I I feel for anyone, if you're listening, like that has a family member or knows someone that experiences that. Um, just definitely sending like love and peace to you because that is just a hard thing like you mentioned Holly to to experience and deal with um, yeah it's just really hard yeah um well super nice being jumping back in and um recording again like Leah said earlier we traveled we had mother's day um i had a week off i went to disneyland with my family um so just all over the place so thanks for being patient with us and um i've got lots of comments from people recently just like feedback and appreciate that always um want feedback and you know if you're enjoying it and stuff like that so um our next episode i don't know if you all remember but leah was a is a big Vanderpump Rules uh, fan. Well, I binge watched all of it and now I'm obsessed. So we're going to talk about the, uh, the shit that's gone down. F Tom Sandoval. Wow. What a douche nozzle. Um, but we're going to talk about that on our next episode. Um, we're going to watch the first and second part of the reunion. And then we're going to just talk trash TV and like pop culture and all that good stuff. Um, kind of like a palate cleanser. So excited about that. And that will be, um, gosh, what, two weeks, Leah? Not this mm-hmm. week, but next week, since the second part of the finale comes out next Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. Um, 
but yeah, thanks everyone for con the continued support. Any last closing comments, Leah? I think the last thing I would say is just to Holly's point, like echoing, prioritize your mental health, like your cognitive, emotional, uh, behavioral, because it, I know it's May, I know it's mental health awareness month, but Holly brought up a good point. You can be doing all these things for yourself, but if you don't take care of yourself, it doesn't matter. You know, you are important, you know, like you are, um, in charge of like your future, how you feel, you can't allow your feelings to be relied on by other people. Like, how do you feel about yourself? So definitely, you know, ask yourself some of these questions, whether it's around like your mind, thinking clearly, your emotions, you know, get outside, uh, do what you need to do. But yeah, thanks for just allowing Holly and I to continue to be ourselves share with you guys different topics uh if there are any topics that you guys want to hear also please like let us know uh on our instagram or tiktok and yeah thank you so much and can't wait to chat with you guys again next week bye have a good bye. long weekend